What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. Uh, today, again, it is another solo episode. You get just me, uh, but that's cool because we've got some pretty awesome stuff coming up here. I've got a special announcement that I'm going to cap this episode out with at the end, so stay tuned. This will be a short kind of rambling rant, as my solo episodes usually are, um, but God knows why people seem to like them, so here we go. Listen, the last time I got on the mic by myself, I told you all about a little issue I had with a, a certain neighborhood office supply store that does printing for us. Um, just as a quick update to that, listen, the next day, no better. I showed up right as they opened the door, opened the gates, went inside. I got a call the night before, let me preface this. I got a call at 9 o'clock p.m. the night before from the individual who I had spoken with that had forgotten my tabs on my proposals. And he tells me that everything's done. Everything's done. They're ready to pick up. I said, fantastic. Have a great night, my kind fellow, and I'll see you in the morning. So the morning comes. I drop the boys off at school, scoot on out to the uh, to the office supply store there in, in Brighton. I, I get there as they're opening, um, before they opened, actually, because they're kind of slackers, but whatever. I walk right in the door. I walk up to the desk. I said, hey, here I am. I'm ready to pick up my shit. You guys called me and said it was done. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I got to go turn these proposals in. So it's a new dude, new uh, new person, not the same guy from the night before. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He recognizes my name. I tell him it's you know Matt, Matt Vetter and it's Schaefer Construction. He goes, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. And he comes over and, and much like the douchebag from the night before, he makes some dumb comment about how, how amazing these things look and all I need is your A-OK and we'll be good to go. And I said, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And I said, as long as the tabs are on, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy. And the dude goes white as a ghost. And he goes, what are you talking about tabs? And I said, oh, shit. You're, you're kidding me, right? Like, this is a joke? It was no joke, folks. So he opens up the box and he hands me one of them. He goes, this is what we're supposed to provide you, right? And I said, God bless it, man. No. Listen, this is exactly what I saw yesterday at 6.37 o'clock, whenever it was I, I came in to pick them up. There's no tabs. We went through this. And I'm looking around, and I'm, I'm starting to get a little pissed. Admittedly, it's, it's you know, it, it just is a mediocre at its best, and that, that shit drives me nuts. It boils my blood. So I look across the table, or across the desk he's at, and, and I see the notebook where the dude from the night before had, had written down, I remember I said this in the last episode, he wrote down in, in his own handwriting every single tab label and what it's supposed to say. I see it right there, and I, and I point to it, and I go, that's the book, that's the notebook, man, go grab it. So the dude walks over and grabs it, comes back to me, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I, and this, this, this was never conveyed to us. I, I don't know what to tell you. And that's how he wanted to leave it. I don't know what to tell you. So... Again, it's, it's rather early, early for them. You know, this dude obviously learned to sleep in in his parents' basement till 8, 9 o'clock, whatever time they open. So I said, all right, bud, I'm not going to freak out. I am going to hold my shit together. I'm going to take a deep breath. We're going to reorganize. We're going to recoup. I said, all right, how long will it take you to print these tabs? And the guy starts frantically looking through the proposals, looking through the paperwork, he starts doing math in his head. He's like, well, there's this many tabs and this many proposals. And, oh, man, that means I have to 
I have to print this many, and I have to collate and, and do this and that, and I got to remove the binding and then redo. And I said, buddy, I don't give a shit. This was supposed to be done. I was told it was done now twice. Can we just get to the point? Can we get to a number? Like, when can you have this done for me? And the dude, and remember, he looks like he came out of his mom's basement. He's got a, you know, a scruffy shit beard. He's got a man bun. He doesn't look like he creates a whole lot for society. We'll just put it that way. He looks me in the eye and he says, well, I have no way of knowing that. I have no way of knowing that, sir. How would I know how long that would take? And again, you guys know me. I'm a construction guy. I've got construction running through my blood. I can turn into a pirate really fast, and I'm working my ass off lately to really keep that shit in check. I'm working really hard to only put the positive vibes out there because that's what I want coming back to me. So I look at him and I said, listen, man, I don't, I, I, it's your job. You do this every day. That's how you should know how long it will take. It's, it's not that many. There's whatever it was, 10 proposals, and, and there's eight tabs in each one. And, you know, it, it's, it's just math. I don't, I don't know how long it takes you, but I need it done. And he again says, I have no, it's just, it's too hard. It's too hard. I have no way of knowing this. I have no way of knowing who's going to come in the door and, and what people are going to line up. And I said, well, I don't really care what people are lining up, right? Like, it's not my problem. You guys screwed this up. I'm just asking you to fix it. And, and again, I offered, like, I'll pay you. I, I'm not worried about the cost. I just want it done. I have to have it done. So our proposals were due at, um, I think, 1 o'clock that day, if I remember correctly. This was a couple weeks ago. And I said, all right, bud, how about this? It's 8 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock, whatever it was. Can you, can you promise me you'll have them done at 11? If you can promise me you'll have them done at 11 o'clock, I will walk out of here. I will tuck my tail between my legs. I won't say a word. I'll go to my office. I'll get some shit done, and I'll be back here in a few hours to pick them up. And the mother effer looks at me and says, well, how the hell do I know how many customers are going to come through that door and need my attention? I have to take care of my customers, sir. And I looked at him, and I'm biting a, lip, biting a hole through my lip. And I said, I, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure that I am your customer, and you've royally screwed this up for me. So you know what? F it. I said, I'll just take him as is, and I'll do the damn tabs myself. And his eyes get all big, and he's like, well, I, I, I wish you wouldn't do that. I just don't know what to tell you about timing. And I said, you know what? Obviously, in your world where you live, your reality is that you can be mediocre. You can take as much goddamn time as you want to do anything and have no repercussions and no accountability to anyone at any time. I said, that, sir, is why you would never work with me. And I grabbed my shit. I walked back into the store. I bought some stick-on tabs, and I went back to my office and... For the literal next hour and a half, I printed tab labels and I stuck them on my damn proposal by hand. We got everything turned in. We are going to get this project and I am damn proud of it. Sticky tabs that looked like they were done in-house or not. So to keep you also up to speed here on how things are going, we will never be printing at that location again or any location. I did bite the bullet and I bought a binding machine. I bought all the covers and the back covers and the, the coils and all the shit. And it's all being delivered uh, over this weekend that I'm recording this. So starting next week, we are a, a full-fledged proposal printing machine at Schaefer Construction. 
Whether or not my teammates uh, appreciate that or not, I'm not really sure yet, but we are going to do all of that in-house because I am done getting my blood pressure heated by assholes that sleep on the floor in their mom's basement. So that's my update. Here's what I really wanted to talk about. So last week, uh, my wife and I got a chance to slip away for a few days down south. Now, there's been a lot of changes going on at the construction company in the last shit, in the last couple few weeks, really. So um, it was a good time to get away. It actually was our annual uh, corporate board directors meeting. And we decided to host that meeting uh, down in southwest Florida and get some sunshine in and, and you know, do that sort of thing. So we got the kids uh, situated. We had some, my folks actually came downstate and, and stayed with them. So we were able to go, just the two of us, get on a plane on whatever night it was we left. And we made the, the poor choice probably, but we made the choice to fly Allegiant. And I, I swear I'm not just going to bitch this whole episode, but there's a little bit coming. So Allegiant Airlines, you get what you pay for, man. I just, I don't know. Everyone laughs at me when I told them when we flew them. They shake their heads and they say, why the hell would you do that? It was a difference of like, it was it was a couple hundred bucks round trip for us to fly down there on Allegiant versus it was like almost a thousand bucks for us to fly on any of the other, you know, bigger name airlines. And Allegiant flies out of our tiny little uh, airport in Flint, which is is awesome. It's nice and easy. So we get there, plane's a little bit late, we get in the plane finally, and I swear to God, man, these seats, it is like they have they have shrunk these seats down as, as tiny as they can possibly make them. They've shoved all the seats closer together than they were ever before. It, it's, they're like, they're made out of like, it's like sitting inside of an Altoids can, right? Like I can't even, I'm not a tall dude, but I can't even stretch my leg. It was horrible. It was friggin' uncomfortable and horrible. So now we take off after sitting on the tarmac in Flint for over an hour because the Iceman, as they call him, the guy that comes and sprays whatever weird chemical on the plane prevents you from icing and, and crashing, which, don't get me wrong, I appreciate him. He couldn't figure out his truck. There was problems. So we leave an hour late. We get up in the air, and there's a kid seated directly in front of me. And he's on the flight with his, uh, what I assume are his parents, um, um, <laughs> Uh, a younger woman and a very older man, but who who's counting? Not me. And there's this little boy right in front of me. He's probably, ah, shit, I don't know, three, four years old, five years old, something like that. We've flown with kids before, my wife and I, numerous times. And our kids behave. We make sure that they're not uh, disruptive, that they're not little assholes uh, on the airplane and in life in general. So I just expect that from people, you know, because that's how that's how I am. That's how we are. Well, this kid in front of me was the exact opposite. He was banging against the seat. He was kicking shit. He was bouncing the, the armrests up and down the whole flight, effing with the window shade, the visor thing, dropping stuff. It was just a, a poor performance by this little man. And his parents largely just kind of sat there. The mother, I, I, I'll give her credit, the mother did her her best, I think, or she tried at least for a little bit to, to get him to calm down and like, hey, you know, whatever his name was, stop making so much noise. There's people around. They're trying to relax. Uh, the father just kept his AirPods in and never even, never even turned his head. 
which is a whole different story. But it, it kind of goes to the whole thing of, you know, inspect what you expect, right? Ed Milet talks about that a lot. And, and, it, and it's, it's, it's indicative of a problem in society now, not just with our children, but with our adults and our teens and, and people in general, right? If you allow mediocrity and, and subpar performance on your team and your family or, or your kid on an airplane, you're going to end up getting exactly what you're putting out. And it will pervade into your, everything about you and your very existence. And it's just a bad situation. So keep your shitty kids in check, raise your kids well, treat your employees well, but demand, demand performance from, from everybody, demand accountability from everybody. And the world will be a much better place. All right, guys, I know I'm rambling and I told you up front, I was going to ramble a little bit today. So I don't feel bad about it. So let's get back down. Now we're, we're in Southwest Florida. We got off the shitty plane. We're down there for a few days. We, we went through all of our, our corporate uh, meeting stuff and, and strategic planning for the next year and, and all, the, all the planning and, the, and the, the mapping out and the documenting of everything that we want to see done in the business. But what I really want to talk about too is, is doing what you love. I've read a post this morning on, on LinkedIn or, or somewhere and the guy was talking about how, you know, when you do what you love, you really don't work a day in your life. And, and I've always heard that. We've all heard that, right? It's kind of cliche. It doesn't really mean shit. But I started thinking about it and, and I really, it kind of hit me, right? Because construction is in my blood. I've been in the construction industry for a very, very long time, 25 years now. Um, it's a long time, right? It's in my blood. It's, it's, it truly is what I love. And I, it, I proved it to myself yet again when we were down in our, our pseudo vacation slash corporate board meeting because we rented this house, nice house, had a pool. You know, it was uh, 200 steps from the, from the Gulf of Mexico. Great location. The weather was beautiful. It was 87 degrees, which made it really freaking hard to come back to Detroit Metro when it was like negative seven. But anyways... The point of the story is directly across the street was a, a luxury home under construction. Now, in, in a normal situation, that might really piss somebody off because, you know, we're, we're, we're down here to not just work, but also to kind of reset. And there is, there's constant construction across the street during the week. So the first day, for example, they were, they were pumping concrete into forms and the pump truck was there from 6.30 in the morning until almost 6 o'clock at night. And, you know, my wife was, you know, God bless her, was doing her best, but she was getting a little annoyed. Like, there's just this constant noise. And, and while as much as I would like to have some peace and quiet, I realized, like, I don't really mind that shit. Like, it's kind of cool. And so then I started explaining to, to Carrie, you know, what was going on, what they were doing. And that, I think, helped temper the, the storm that was brewing within her. But it made me realize like I, I truly love this industry. It is what I live and breathe, what I, what I eat, what I sleep, you know, it's, it's everything. And I, I'm a hundred percent invested and I have been for a long time, but to go on, on a vacation and, and go to a place like this and, and have an active construction site across the street, but still enjoy it and still kind of like watch the construction going, like be able to call the shots and, you know, it was, it was just really cool. I really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. Um, 
we talked to some of the guys briefly. I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to walk over and like put my hard hat on and try and run their shit and ask them everything. But it's, it's neat to see the difference too, between what we do here up North, how we construct and build things and versus what they do down South, right up here. It's, it's a lot of steel and, and, and then light gauge studs and, and things of that nature down there, man, it is all concrete and it is, it is concrete walls. It is concrete floors. Um, just, just really cool the differences in, in construction, and you know, with that said, we are probably inching very closely towards the point where Schaefer South might be a, a new thing, because the weather up here completely sucks. The weather down there is beautiful this time of year, and it may be, uh, it may be coming in the future where we decide we're going to start building uh, down south as well as up here. So stay tuned on that, uh, but we'll let you know. So, anyways. I don't want to rant and ramble too long. Um, you're listening this far, or if you're listening this far, you're probably wondering what the hell I'm even talking about. It was a good trip. It was productive. We, we got some good planning done. We watched some cool construction. We saw some dolphins. That's always a, a plus. Uh, and we came back refreshed and, and reset and ready to take this year on and, and just continue kicking ass because that's what we're doing. We are kicking ass and we're taking names. So with that, guys, um, I'm going to bounce out of here. It has been uh, a long day. I needed to get a, a show recorded, but I did want to let you know about our, our special announcement. So Dylan uh, and my schedule as of late have been just nuts. We're, we're running different directions. He's traveling. I'm traveling. We're, we're signing deals. We're making things happen. So it's been very difficult for us to get on the mics uh, across from each other and, and do you know, dual episodes or, or two person episodes, which is why I've got all these solos coming at you. But we have made a commitment. We announced to our Arte group that we need some, some interview guests and we wanted to attract some good talent. And I'm happy to say that beginning uh, next week, we are completely booked uh, with interview guests until sometime in June as of right now. And it seems to be, to be continuing to fill up. So from, from the, the week after this post, this episode posts, we are going to be delighting your ears with more of our interview style shows. Um, they're really not interviews, they're more just conversations, but we are bringing on some pretty kick-ass guests. Everyone from, from contractors to developers to engineers, architects, we've got some special guests that are, are really going to provide some value, uh, we know, for you guys. So stay tuned, keep Coming back on Tuesdays when our when an episodes drop, um, it's going to be a fun year. We got a lot to provide for you. We don't charge anything. Again, all we do ask is that you just share the show for us. Take the five seconds and give us a like and share the show. Spread it on your social media. Send it to your coworkers. Send it to your dad. Send it to your brother. Whatever. If you get any bit of value out of these shows, if it makes you laugh, if you learn something, just share the show. And, and we'll keep doing this. And again, starting next week, we will have an interview show almost every week, um, at least into the summertime. So you're not going to want to miss any of this. It's going to be a fun ride. We've got some great people coming on, and we are happy to keep doing this. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Share the damn show, and we'll see you all next week. 